<laughs> yes, hello. We're all waiting for each other to say hello today. Hi! <laughs> and welcome to episode... 19. 19. Wow. One more till the 20s. Wow. One more till like we're no longer in the teens. We're going to be in the 20s. Oh man. I think we're going to have like, an existential crisis over that. Or just a little mini party. That will work too. <laughs> you and me in a bag of potato chips driving Joel are sound that crazy. That's all you hear? It's just, well, it is a week of celebration. It is a week of celebration. So as some of you know, we are Canadianas. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time you get this, it's probably a few weeks past. But this week we are celebrating. The Raptors win, y'all. The championship. It happened. So last Friday. So this comes out this Friday. So that's the, the 20... If, sure, let's say, the 20-ish, yes, I think 21st or something like that. Anyhow, so when this comes out, we have been already celebrating our championship win with against Golden State Warriors, and Toronto was one big, massive-ass oh, party. Over a million people, downtown Toronto. It was way more than that. I think they say it's close to 2 million now. Million. Yeah, I think they're counting now like 2 million, so yeah. there's like... The streets of Toronto were going crazy. It was insane. It took them like two extra hours to get where they needed to be. Yeah. And I have to point this out. Those of you who watched the parade, if you guys haven't, Kyle Lowry, was it Lowry? Yes. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Taking out his Invisaligner so he could speak was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, just kind of love him now. Adorable. I I love all of them. I love all of them. Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibakas, just saying... I just love those guys. Like it was such a great season, and you know, anyhow, it was just it was just been such a great high. Toronto's been on this great high yeah, of winning, pretty, pretty awesome, and they totally deserve it because those boys are good. And I gotta give respect to Golden State, who actually took out like a full like two page spread in the newspaper to congratulate us. That was a class act. So well, thank you, Golden State. It is a historic win. It like it, it's a first historic win. Years. Twenty four years in the making. I remember when Raptors first came out. I was a huge fan I, back in the day. I just thought they were all like, "Oh no, we didn't name it after Jurassic Park." And I'm like, "Really, Jurassic Park came out the same year?" Same year, exactly. Yes, yeah, so don't even. I, don't I even know. Lie. That's uh, really why they named it that. Oh wow. Well. It was a cool name, though. Dinosaurs are awesome. I know. You know how I feel Jurassic about my Park. You Come know on. how I feel about my T Rex. Yeah, I love my T Rex. Yeah, so we're just on this high because it, it's historic win, 24 years in the making. It just, yeah, so Toronto's just, we're happy right now. Oh, yeah. Plus, we're also on the last few days of school. So Ooh. next week, we finish the school year for two months. We and we're collecting our overtime. <laughs> and, oh, sorry about that. Just didn't mean to knock down everything. That's just me. Yeah, so I'm just excited. So lots of stuff happening. It's a pretty crazy time right now. And the good old if you guys, of A. Oh, yeah. Not TV. Grand Theft Auto. General <laughs> Toronto area, for those of you who live outside. Not to be confused. Not to be confused. Which I've been doing a lot of, like, oh my gosh. a lot of references. You're like, we have a student in our school, <laughs> and his name is, I don't want to say it, but the abbreviation of his name is BJ. Oh, no. And so we have to call his full name because we don't want to scream out no, BJ, BJ. In the middle of the hall. In the middle of the hall, screaming out, because my very immature self will just start to giggle fair enough so yeah but parents be careful when you name your kids <laughs> yes true if you guys do hear grumbling in the background that might be my stomach so i do apologize yeah, ahead of time. after this so. yeah i need food this will be a quick episode we're very food motivated <laughs> <laughs> plus we're gonna go see a movie we're yes. super excited so yeah, as you guys know bacon to scary movies it is yeah. a summer a lot of good movies annabelle coming home with that new annabelle movie oh, that comes yeah. out it looks good it does look good 
So <laughs> the, the trailer when it's just a doll kind of crawling over to be like, hello, I don't know why that makes me laugh hysterically. I know it's supposed to be scary. Really? For some reason, the look on the doll's face is just like, hi, are you awake? And it just makes me laugh. It's like Chucky. I cannot wait for the AI version of Chucky. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I know. I have to watch. I have to rewatch the Chucky's again. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I know, but they're just so bad. I think that's why they're probably good. Yeah, the first one was really good. And then they got a little. I have to tell you this really fast. So I was at this um, past weekend. I went to the third annual spooky flea market here in Toronto. It was really cool. You know, there's other podcasters, this great magazine called Room Morgue, and they do a lot of... Room Morgue is best. Yeah. Actually, we might... One of my friends is a contributor. Oh, me too. So, yeah. We might might be talking to him on the show. Sweet. So, yeah. So, Room Morgue does this once a year. They do this great spooky flea market, and it was so cool. So, they had, like, these vendors of, like, classic horror movies and, like, scary movies, and it was, like, in my element of, like freaking out about this amazing horror story, you know, like the history of horror stories in movies. Oh, nice. And they had all these classic ones. I, I was freaking out because I thought they had, but it was only VHS. I don't have VHS anymore. I got one. Don't worry. Next time you see it. There, okay. It was Tales of the Crypt. Classic. I had the whole series of Tales of the Crypt. I about pooed myself so and got excited. <laughs> so good. I literally, I'm like, Whoa. So it's classic. Yeah. Some girls, like, you know, they freak out for friends and sex in the city nah. i was never into that so no tales of the crypt oh tales of the crypt now i'm in the chipmunks right here yeah no my tales of the crypt and uh peewee herman yeah that was more yeah i wasn't so into the peewee but i uh, huge peewee herman fan i have all the series i have like the whole series i have his movies so i have a question though on the topic of scary movies feeling thoughts remaking black christmas Ugh. I'm sorry. I like the original. The original is so dark. Like, the original one is, like, very dark. And I feel like, at its time, the political messages were so new and fresh. Absolutely. I don't feel like it'll be new and fresh anymore. No, no. I think they'll film it beautifully. The story will be good. The performances will be great. But I just don't think it'll be the same. But they already remade it. it I think so. They did, didn't they? No, they did My Bloody Valentine. And they they remade Yeah, which was bad. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jensen. Sorry, Jensen Nickel. I'm not going to lie. I totally have it on DVD. And it came with the 3D glasses. (laughs) It was so bad. It was good again. So bad. It was good. Oh, God. My Bloody Valentine, the first one, wasn't that spectacular. No. But I love the 80 slashers. So for me to say that, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Super excited for this season of American Horror Story, though. Uh, (gasps) Girl... I'm telling you, this summer, Beth and I will be watching a lot of horror movies this yeah, summer. we'll just be sitting watching movies. That's going to be... If you guys want to find us, it'll be either Beth's house or my house. Yeah. <laughs> the basement. Just follow the sound of, oh, man. And popcorn, popcorn. And, and our cats. Just follow the trail of cat <laughs> hair. <laughs> our cats will be hanging out with us. That's so true. <sighs> wish, yeah, no, that's my life now. Yay. But yeah, and so we'll, yeah, keep it, keep in touch, keep in touch, keep listening for future episodes because we'll, we'll be talking more horror movies and some independent horror film and what's going on in that yeah, subset. If, if you guys want us to actually do reviews of films, send them to us and we'll watch it and yeah. we'll totally do a review. It might get a little heated though. Oh. It might get heated. We have sometimes very similar views, sometimes very Totally similar. opposite. But that's what makes us interesting. I just, I just love that it was filmed in Ontario. Yes. I cannot wait for it too. I know. So I have to tell you, uh, like before we start, so we had Toronto, the Toronto Japanese Culture Center, so mm-hmm. the JCCC, that both Chris and I are, are members of, they have, and they are still in the festival mode. So mm-hmm. they do every year, the Toronto, uh, sorry, the Japanese Culture Center here in Toronto does this huge Toronto International Film Festival. 
Japanese International Film Festival. It's the second largest one outside of Tokyo. Wow. So we have great stars. So I was hanging out with, don't want to drop any names, but he's basically the Brad Pitt of Japan. Fair enough. We were hanging out and I got to talk to him and he's a big fan of horror movies. He actually just came up with one. Nice. He's actually in the middle. Yeah. He's showed me some trailers of his new upcoming film and we were talking about it and I showed him at the Rue Morgue, Spooky Flea Market. Yeah. There was a picture I posted on our Instagram feed. It looked like Georgie with a yellow oh, raincoat. Oh, yes. Yeah. The red umbrella. And he was just so impressed by it. I said, yeah. And so Toronto said, Toronto's big. And then we have our Toronto After Dark Film Festival. Yeah, there's lots. There's, there's lots going on. There's so, tons. but if you do have any films that you think Beth and I should watch and get your, and get our, rather, our take on the film and to critique and review it, again, by no means am I a film critic whatsoever. Oh, yeah, no. No, neither um, am I. Yeah, you're, you're uh, like... I don't like to watch any movies where animals die because I cry. But watch somebody I, get killed, yeah. I have no problem. Well, because this is my this is my thing with that one. People have a fighting chance to fight back and express their opinions verbally. Animals don't. Yeah, but even Cujo, he was a dick. Killed he Richie Gilbert. He's more. still a dog. That's not his fault. It was whoever raised like I know raised. Well, if he was a puppy and trained properly, that would not be an issue. Yeah. So anywho, and if he didn't live in one of Stephen King's horrifying neighborhoods. Where right. everything goes wrong. <gasps> Talk about, oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be started, but I know what I feel like this, this episode should just be us talking and catching up about TV and horror film. So I have to tell you really fast. So yeah, go for it. You know, I love my other podcast. So I just think it's, I'm not too sure it's a fruition thing mm-hmm. that's going to happen. So Haunted Places is another podcast I like to listen to that yeah. really looks into you know, historical haunted places. Mm-hmm. So it was about the Stanley Inn, which we all know, oh, where, yeah. just where. Stephen King got the inspiration right for The Shining. Anyhow, so a great episode on that. Well, the next day, don't I go to the flea market and I'm going rummaging through the stuff and there's a keychain of the Outlook Hotel, exactly like in the movie. And I'm so excited. So I'm like, okay. I got home and I told Chris, I'm like, okay, I'm not just sure if we're going to Colorado and we're going to Santa <laughs> Stanley, but apparently the universe is telling me we are going to be doing this. So I just got excited about that. So. That's funny. And that's my two cents about my fun keychain, which I got super excited about. That's pretty awesome. I like keychains. I hate that everything is locked on right now. I know. I just like a good old-fashioned keychain. So, you know what I always wonder? What happens when the power goes out? Can you not get into your room? Good question. I don't know. Maybe they have a backup generator? They may have a backup generator. For extended period? I don't know. Well, when we stayed at the um, Hoshalenga Hotel, it was a good old-fashioned key, which was super cool. I love it. I don't know. I just soul. I'm a we're we're girl. old souls, so yeah. And I'm just old. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you just like agreed with that. Yeah, I'm old too. It's all good. I'm. I am. I've always been old though. So yes, welcome to episode 19. I'm actually pretty excited because last time I talked, I talked about the Shag Harbor UFO. Yes. And. You talked about, oh my God, why my mind's going blank? I don't even remember what I said. Oh, the Niagara Falls, Niagara uh, Falls, Men in Black. That's right. Which, so excited for the new movie, side point. Yeah. So this week, or this episode, I am, well, I will go after. No, I'm going to let you go first. Because then if we run out of time, then I can just say mine for later. Okay. So I'm going to tell you really fast. Uh, I'm going to give a brief, yeah. not brief, but I'm going to explain. So I'm excited about this one because this episode i'm gonna to go to newfoundland and i'm gonna talk about the ghostly encounters there specifically 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 our lips are coming back yeah i'll be covering the the ghosts of bell island also known as the bell island hag or the woman in white always always a woman in white i know 
So brief history of Newfoundland and Labrador for those who do not live in Canada. The first brief European contact with Newfoundland and Labrador came about 1000 AD when the Vikings briefly settled in Loens de Meaux. Yeah, oh, nailed it. Uh, nailed it. Around 1500 European explorers and fishermen from England, Portugal, Netherlands, France, and Spain, mainly the Basque, had began to explore. So it is actually the oldest part of North America. I know people say like some places in the States, sorry, nope, Newfoundland is the oldest. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say that's probably. Fair. In terms, because it goes back to the Viking times. Yeah, there's, yeah. Those are the first settlers. Yeah, first settlers, yes. Yeah. there. It is hypothesized that um, some, I don't know if it would be China back then, but Chinese explorers actually made it as far as BC, but didn't need anything, so they just went back. Yeah, yeah. they're like, Yep, Did been it, here, done there. The guy t-shirt on my back. Yeah. So I'm going to, so there's actually three parts to Belle Island I'm going to be talking about yeah. and why it makes it so terrifying and why people believe there's a ghost. So I'm going to first talk about the haunted mine. So Belle Island is also known as the X-Files, Canada's own X-Files Island. That's a little bit hard. That's hard to say. Canada's X-Files Island. Blah. There we go. There we go. The island is near St. John, Newfoundland, which is you know, has which Newfoundland itself and St. John's has a fair share of ghost stories yeah. and legends. This place is crawling with all things supernatural, things from fairies, ghosts, and even something sinister people have talked about. But people from Newfoundland are the best storytellers oh, ever. Absolutely. So I have to take it all with a grain of salt, but their stories are fabulous. Not only are their stories amazing, but their music, their jigs, yeah. and their drinking games. And their drinking because games. They're just the best. They're just oh. the best. Perfect. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, no. I, have, I like, agree. Legends and stories, I'm like, because they embroider so much character into it. It's just. Growing up with a new from my best friend. Oh, her family's new from, her mom, from the family's from, yeah, from Newfoundland. And yeah, the whole thing. The accent. So I'm actually talking about that. Jigs dinner now. Sorry. Keep, <laughs> pardon? I wanted jigs dinner now. Oh, I'm not that old. Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> according to some, it's the most haunted island in North America. Bell Island can only be accessed by a ferry. Once a booming iron or mining community, Bell Island had full, uh, four fully functioning mines that were in operation from 1892 to 1966. Back in its mining days, Bell Island had a population of 15,000 people. Today, there's only over 2,000, according to Census Canada. So I just che- okay. recently checked. Yeah. Some say 3,000. Now they're saying it's less than three. Tomato, tomato. So people from all over the world settled in this island. Like I said, Scotland, Ireland, Germany, Estonia. And with that... And like in Romania as well. So a lot with that, these people brought their traditions and folklore stories. So these miners would go in and work these a crazy amount shift days. So families will be living in this island and the the men will be working in the mines. These men would work in conditions where it'd be like 200 feet to almost, what is it, 200 feet? And they said 1,600 feet. Yeah, I can see that. So, and then some of these guys were mining below sea level, like just like the sea level, which is just insane. Yeah. Can you imagine the pressure? Yeah, it would be like I, I just like I start to get ahead of thinking like, oh, nope, no, thank you. <laughs> I like my anxiety would be flaring up because like claustrophobic. I'm like, no, I could not do that. In the years of the operation, over 106 miners died, and like this ex- included explosions, collapses, and runaway carts that crushed the workers. Yep. That's kind of gross. That's sad. But Can you imagine picking what? Again, I get into effect, you know, you know, I become fixated on how people die and I just think I'm like how it looks and how the crime scene will look like. And I'm like, 
Nope, my mind goes right there. So I have very active imagination. So their deaths along, so those who died, the miners that died along these tunnels, a lot of the other miners would actually etch crosses, white crosses, oh. all along the, the and exactly where these guys died. Right. So when you're doing this tour, so I know a miner, I uh, think they said the mine tunnel number two is still being used for part of tours. Wow. So you can actually see where these crosses are still there, that the miners who died. People have claimed to see ghosts coming out of the tunnels and out of the mines. There's one story, again, from our creepy Canada, which I found out this week, and I completely forgot a good friend of ours, a good friend of mine, my friend Karen, who uh, works at CBC, was actually one of the writers for Creepy Canada. No. And I completely forgot How about it. I not know this. I don't know. It was years ago she told me this, and then I completely forgot about it. And then... Oh, my gosh. I was watching this. I was watching this episode this weekend, and I'm just dying at the production value. And Chris yeah. is like, what are you laughing about? I'm watching Creepy Canada. The production value of this is just so... Horribly amazing. I'm just, I just <laughs> love this show. And Chris is like, yeah, Karen needs to work. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Karen worked on this show. That's so funny. So of course I had to message her. She's like, no way. She was like, how'd you find it? I'm like, YouTube. She's like, no way. That's amazing. So. That's really funny. Oh, they're so bad guys. They're so yeah, good. Canada yeah. had a very particular level of production value in the late 80s, early 90s. Well, this in early 2000s. In early 2000s. Well, it all depends. All the way through now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it all depends because there's not a lot of money, right, in certain. So, and it was a way, it's a production. Like, the history, the storytelling the was story. amazing. Yeah. The, the lead up to it in terms of information and research, amazing. It was just the execution cool. of the acting and just the special effects. <laughs> Do yourself a solid and just, just Google and a YouTube rather, and just put Creepy Canada, and you're welcome. Yeah. That's all i got to say. So, like I said, the, one of the great, one of the most famous stories is about this lady who used to walk her husband down to the mines every day. And one day she heard an explosion, and they told her her husband died. And she, obviously, this wife being very heartbroken, because yeah. every day she would walk him down, and then she would basically meet him at the front of their house as she would see him walk. So she said, you know, a few weeks after he died, or was it like shortly after... She says she saw her husband and she was confused, right? She's just like, no, he's yeah. dead. And she saw him and she got closer. His face was like bloody, like from the explosion. Which I thought, you know, if that was my husband, like you're a dick. Don't come to me with a bloody face. I'm already mourning your death. I'm like, now you're going to scare me? So. Maybe they don't have control over that. I don't know. I'm just being an asshole. So. Skip <laughs> mad. The, really See, these are the questions I ask though these are the things I think about it's like why is one one way and one's another mm-hmm. is that even really her husband or is it something pretending to be her husband mm-hmm. well they also say that when you die and you go to heaven you're like 30 years old have you heard that story that theory that if he died as a child you don't really stay as a child they said that everybody forms to like in their 30s it's something it's some theory like that I've heard different ones that just sounds ridiculous I know girl don't I I'm know a, that I'm a thousand year old spiritual being but, but you I'm know gonna what? come as 30 years old I like to come back as a 30 year old human cause 30 year old humans that is the nothing wrong with that if you die 9 years old apparently you come back 30 that's just bizarre so, and that's yeah. an episode for another day cause that's gonna get yeah. you thinking yeah yeah so anyhow so these miners a lot of them died. A lot of people see it. Yeah, so mine number two, the tunnel is still being, it's actually fully functioning and used for ghost walks. 
And people would see apparitions and ghosts there. That's crazy. So people like who do these ghost tours and tours, they said that. Mm-hmm. So that is the miners. So that's mm-hmm. just one part. So this is like one part of Bell Island, famous for, and they were known for hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, about hundred years, close to hundred years of mining their ore. Now I'm going to go talk about Butler's Marsh. Now <laughs> I, know. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> Oh, I'm just having one of those days. She's having one of those days. Yes. We are. So Butler's Marsh is actually known for their fairies. Ah, yes. And there's, yeah, and these are not like the cute fairies like you think of Tinkerbell. No, these are like legit Scottish uh, Irish fairies. And, and to like, set things straight, if you ever read Peter Pan, Tinkerbell was a dick. She's horrible. She was evil. She was like an evil. She was, yeah. She I was a sprite, like just not cool. So these fairies... So this is what I was doing research. I'm like, what? I found this great YouTube video on this. I have to post it. This girl's got the best narration voice. Awesome. And I like her sense of humor. She's very like, um, yeah. So <laughs> it was funny. Just I liked her, her tone. Like, you know, her cadence and her voice. I'm like, this girl is pretty funny. You know what? When you're done talking, I'm going to tell you the Scottish fairy story in World War II. I'll tell you guys a story about that. That would this be a contribution to There's this. some World War II stuff in here, too. Excellent. So I'll tell you the Scottish fairy one, though. Woo! Love my stories. So, this place is known for its fairy folks. They're small. Some people say two feet tall to, like, human size. They say they're mostly male. Okay. But I don't know how to reproduce. Mostly. Mostly? Not all. Yeah, but I'm just saying maybe they don't have. Maybe they lay eggs. Like, I don't know. I don't know. How, we, I don't know fairy folk reproductive issues. That's a good question. How do they make more fairies? Or is there, like, a limited number already in creation that they don't, ha- they don't make more? I don't know, Pat. You're looking at me very seriously. Right <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> now I need to know. Now you need to know. Oh if you know that. Please let me know because that's going to drive me crazy now. But this is the best thing. They said that they're <laughs> ugly. They're these like, you know, deformed creatures are they're ugly. These fairies are ugly. Yeah, the fairies aren't supposed to be beautiful. They only do that I know, to trick humans. But just love like They're just like, they're just ugly. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And like I said, these are mostly dicks and they can be mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> so, but these Apparently, these fairies at Butler's Marsh were known to guide unsuspected travelers to dangerous paths and bogs. They're also known to cause household misfortunes, illnesses, and deaths, leading people to the ocean and over the cliffs as a prank because they thought it'd be funny. Not cool. Yeah. And switching people and children, especially like in the Changeling, the Irish lore. Oh, yes. Yeah. So apparently that was very, that is, that was a very common you know, stories mm-hmm. in Butler's Marsh where people would Yay. actually see, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, dicks. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's not so fun. Fairies, I have people are like, oh, fairies are cool. Um, if you do research on fairies, I actually have this great book on fairies. A lot of them are mischievous and they can very, be assholes. Very impish, yeah. Yes. Well, because elves, fairies, dwarves, goblins, they're all kind of connected, right? Yeah. Yeah, and each, and each religion, and each, like, culture, rather, mm-hmm. not each religion, each culture has their own... Their own fate. Their own fate and their own takes on it. Okay, now, I'm going to be looking at the third part of Bell Island, and this is known as the Bell Island Hag, or the Lady in White. Actually, this story is so well-known. Yeah. And it's huge part of the traveling and the travel industry of Bell Island that Canada Post mm-hmm. actually came out with a stamp. That's right. I love those stamps. I know. So this commemorative stamps, they actually have this, which is pretty cool. So this article I read was actually from Strange History. It was actually pretty cool in the way it was written. Just I love how in-depth and how serious this guy's article was. I love it. All right. So 
it's not too much, but just basically that the, there's actually two stories and two beliefs of the Bell Island Witch. Right. So one, the legend is mainly revolved around the Dublin Garden, and these are again nearby the marshes. So again, being Bell Island, there's a lot of marshes, bogs around there. Right. There are stories of an Irish legend, the Banshee, the female spirit appointed to to inform families of a pendant death. Mm-hmm. So that's one story. Another story it goes that they believe is connected. So again, two different theories, two different stories of this Bell ghost, right. Bell Island ghost. So they said there's one of the beautiful lady. They said a beautiful woman in white who is a deformed hag mostly encounters circles around later on. So this came the stories. I think they started around World War II, just after World War II. Always. They believe these stories started to come about. So Ben have men, men sorry, Ben. I don't know where that came from. Men have known to walk through the small marshes only to come out days later, not known where they are or where they have been. So totally just completely discombobulated, discombobulated, just like I have no idea. The only remember of a putrid smell and a grotesque woman in right clothing crawling towards them from the bushes, forcing them to the ground with a smell of death. Now, this story has been circulated by different people, like different articles I've read, different stories I've read. All said the same thing, that this woman, actually, there's some encounters, people said that they would see this lady, she looked beautiful and far as she walks close, her skin starts to fall off her face, and the smell, they said, is like rotting eggs, but 10 times worse. Why is it always that smell? I don't know, like a sulfur type of rotted smell. People have said that the stench is that, like I said, of rotten eggs, 10 times worse, it's so foul that you breathe, one person said that it is so foul that you have to, um, people have actually passed out from the smell. Wow. Because it's so overpowering oh, that they actually like actually pass out because it almost like asphyxiates them to the point where they cannot do it. So the white woman was actually a real person and not a supernatural one. So again, so we have a story. There's the beautiful lady, yeah. white, Sorry. Yeah. right, who then became a hag. Now they're talking about the story in white. So this is interesting. The one, a story that they, that again, from this article... It's not so much supernatural, but more of a white person. It was actually a transvestite. They okay. said, and this person would dress up in the 60s and 70s dress and would attack people. Oh. So it was a male dressed as a female attacking people. Okay, then. So I think it's different stories and legends. Yeah. You know, from like the, the World War II time yeah. to now. But they said the reason why the World War II happened is that apparently these German soldiers came because of where... Bell Island is it's situated that when they came, they found this lady, they raped and killed her. Okay. And now she's seeking revenge. Gotcha. Hence the bog yeah. hag, which they call her Banshee. Gotcha. Which is, if that's true, like, man, well, Fair enough. you kill somebody and you, like, in the most horrendous way, in the most violent, brutal way, of course it's going to have this residual energy. So I don't know how I feel about the. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not too sure how I feel about the witch and the hag. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm like, I think it's more legend and lore. Like, they're taking so. all these stories yeah. from different people. Like, there was probably some woman one time back in, like, the 1800s who was older and maybe had a skin condition and some kids saw her and it's become, like, this huge... It's a riot. So we're like, you know... Maybe. Who knows? Acne? Who knows? Exactly. And, but I... The one story that really stuck to me is the, the minors. Like, yeah, that one really seems sad. legit. 106 people die of a violent, like, explosion, yeah. collapse, or being crushed by a cart. I can see that energy sticking around and, and mm-hmm. haunting people, especially in certain places. If, especially if, if Tunnel 2 is still open. 
and people could still go for tours there. I can see that. I'm sure a little bit of mass hysteria that everyone brings with them doesn't doesn't hurt. But yeah, but Bell, Bell Island is like hopping with all this supernatural stuff. That's pretty crazy. So again, I it's don't everywhere. the fairies. I find that interesting. I I would like to do a show one day just on like the Fang Canada mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just because that's not the only place. That's the most no. the most well known. But no, and like each part and each province has their own story yeah. of phase. We have an Ontario. We yeah, have an Ontario. Couple, yeah. So, yeah, that is mm-hmm. Bell Island. The one thing that freaked me out, I thought it was all... That's pretty cool. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going down memory lane there. Oh, man. That's that's really... That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, so... But not too not too heavy. Yeah. Three short stories. Just and just like, But I, I would love to go there. That'd and be if, cool. If you go on YouTube, there's a lot of people, ghost investigators, who've actually gone and tried to... Do them themselves and try to go okay. these different parts. They try to go cool. find the hag, the fairy folk, and all yeah. these places. And the miners, too. So, yeah. That's interesting. Well, it's Bell Island. Well, I'm just going to completely ditch what I was going to do, and I'm going to talk about the fairies in Scotland. There, there we go. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm just going to mix that up. Oh, there we go. Okay, and before we do that, I'm yeah. going to do a random Canadian fact. Facts, 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 facts. <laughs> and now for some random Canadian facts. So, the story of the Bell Island goes, like I said, it was so popular that it was made into a stamp. And there's actually a few of them you can actually buy. I was trying to go find them online. I don't want to get them. What? Yeah. I'll have to hold on to my one hack then. I, I have, have I have like some creepy ones, but I have to look for that one. Newfoundland and Labrador has its own dictionary. The province language and dialect are so diverse, different communities spread throughout the island often have their own unique accent, which is I can so true. That for sure. Again, my best friend's grandma. Thick Newfie accent. It was the best thing in the world. Right? That's so good. I have a, I have my aunt. She's she's Newfie. And when her side of the family comes over, it's of the best. You're like, what? No, they slow it down for me. They slow it down. But when they drink, <laughs> it gets thicker. I can only imagine. That's like everyone's accent. So they all yeah. get way. And I have like a new, like a friend from Newfoundland. Like I have my girlfriend, Nadia. She's from there. And they love their certain treats. Like they have a pineapple crush. You yeah, that's only get a stuff in yeah. yeah, you can only get in Newfoundland, a pineapple crush. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's actually a very cool place she wants me to check out. It's called Pirate Island, or Pirate Cove. Pirate Cove? Pirate Cove, probably. And the last one, St. John, like I said, is the oldest city in North America, which I actually did mention at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take that. I think was it Plymouth and all those places. Oh, Plymouth Rock. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're actually older. Yeah, probably. Going back to Viking times, you know, for yeah, you know. Well, if you actually if you actually go to some parts of insane. They do have those mounds where people actually used to live. Oh that yeah, they had that whole excavation where they found the ship about like five, yeah. ten years, years ago, ago and people yeah. lost their minds. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they had the technology. Oh, Sorry, this is my history nerd the coming Vikings. out. Those Vikings. So that is my That's story really cool. and facts. I'm just taking it all in, that's a lot. If you guys can see Beth. I know she looks like she's totally drunk right now, but she's not tired. Just so tired. <laughs> we uh, both are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my makeup has melted off. My mascara is flaked off to my face right now. I'm sure it looks so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a school day. Uh, all right. So I'm going to just completely go off topic and talk about the Scottish and the fairies, the fairy flag of Dunedin. And I just have to say, this is very teacher-like because as a teacher... You have to sometimes freaking fly off the cuff and you just have to be inventive mm-hmm. and you have to go with it because what you think your lesson plan is going to be, sometimes you just throw it out the freaking window and you just have to you go, go with, with it. You have to go with it. So. so this one's actually kind of 
cool and special to me because I've been to this location. I'm sure I'm saying the name wrong. I butchered all the Scottish names when we went. But we were lucky enough we did the Isle of Skye and we saw the fairy grove where freakishly, just by nature, everything is miniature. And it's really weird. Like the trees only go to a certain height. The thing, Really? Yeah, it's really, if you guys get a chance to check out the Isle of Skye, the, the, I forget what the proper term is, the fairy area. But I'm going to tell you about this fairy flag, which is a huge part of the folklore of Scotland. So this has been, oh man, it goes way, way back. But the legend is the Clan MacLeod. So this is a Clan MacLeod story. So Ian, sorry, I, now I'm thinking of is Outlander. That's all I think of. <laughs> sorry, Scotland. Wait, the 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 one with the redhead dude, or the one like there can only be one. It's like Sean Connery. <laughs> just, I'm just thinking Outlander, and I'm just thinking John right now. Sam. Sean Connery. Okay, Sam Hughes. It's the top of top oh, Sorry. So basically, Ying C-I-A-R was the fourth chief of the clan MacLeod. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I can't pronounce Sorry. that. Who <laughs> was He apparently was like a pretty nice guy, like easy to look at, good to talk to. All the little, like the women in the area were like, oh, I like this guy. Easy to look at. <laughs> easy on the eyes? Easy on the eyes. But uh, he didn't want any of them. Is that like my old Irish, like my hag that melts? No, no, melts this guy was actually like a like a good looking dude I've okay. seen see portraits of him he's not bad this way this guy is way too old I saw pictures of his descendants <laughs> I saw pictures <laughs> of his descendants and they they are right he doesn't have an Instagram page apparently not <laughs> who knew all right anyway so basically one night he accidentally stumbled into a fairy dwelling where he happened on a beautiful fairy princess they instantly fell in love with each other but when the princess appealed to her father to let her marry him basically the carry king was like nope not happening nope. the shining folk and human like they don't age but humans age and die and marriage would just mean you're heartbroken so nope not doing it but the princess was so devastated with his answer that the king eventually was like okay we'll compromise you can go live the laird for a year and a day but after that you would have to come back to the fairy realm hmm so the happy couple returned to McLeod's home in the castle and soon she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. So, and their love got stronger and stronger and stronger. And at the end of the last day, the fairy king waited at the end of this great causeway of the castle with all like the fairy knights and whatever for his daughter to return home. So even though she was absolutely heartbroken, she knows she had no choice but to leave the mortal world. So she hugged her child and begged her husband to promise that he would never leave the baby alone for the sound of his cry would be too much for her to bear. So Ian kept his promise, even though he was devastated. He grieved, you know, just horribly grieving. So basically they decided to throw him, like, a big party to cheer him up. Like, like a good Scottish film, like, too. Yeah, like, like a good 20-year-old buddies would do. Like, yeah. let's see your heartbroken. Let's get your drunk. Go to Vegas, man! Pretty Woo! much. Go party now. So basically they had this big festival on, you know, he started to get... A little bit perked up. He kind of danced and smiled for the first time in a long while. But the baby started to cry, but they couldn't hear the baby over the music. Oh. So the layer spotted a young maid peeking through the doorway. Realizing the maid left a nursery, he, like, dashed toward the baby and approached his son's room. But when he looked inside, he saw his wife kissing the baby and laying him down in the bassinet. Their eyes met, but before he could say anything, she disappeared. So basically it says when he went to look into the bassinet, he found a yellow silk blanket that glittered with fairy magic. And the lore goes on that's basically 
whoever has this blanket has the blessing and the protection of the fae folk. So they kept this. It's now it's like a tattered. You can still go see it. I saw the remnants of it. I got like a little magnet to take home. But during World War II, at a point it looked so, oh, what's the word? It just looked like we might not succeed. Oh. And the family of the castle actually went to Winston Churchill and said, there's not much left in this. I think there's like, you can call on it so many times. I think it was like three times or something. You can okay. call for the fate protection. We will give this to you for this so that we have yeah. this protection. And Churchill was like, no, I think we'll be okay. But, but wow. thank you. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. Isn't it? But yeah. So it's, but it's kind of. But honestly, can I just say one yeah. thing? The husband had one job. You had one job. Well, he had a maid. The maid just left. Well, okay. One of those people were not doing their jobs. Okay. It's true. It's true. But yeah. So I don't know where it came in that they only get three blessings. But it's um, like a genie. Yeah, it is like a genie. If yeah, it's apparently I forget how it got there, but if there is ever a mortal danger, the chieftain was to unfurl the fairy flag and wave it three times, and the fairy like raid or the knights would come and assist them. Hmm. So the clan already used two, and I'm not sure why, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty crazy so you can still go see it today they have it preserved like i said you can get magnets the castle's beautiful it's a beautiful tour yeah everything in scotland's beautiful wow okay good to know yeah sorry i went a little fast there i got a little no but but, uh, that totally ties in because you know again newfoundland being such a rich history of different cultures scotland being one of them the irish and they bring again like i said they bring their own tales and their own stories and their own lores right and I think after so many years, you have all these different stories, almost like a tapestry that kind of like, you know, that right? blend together on of each other. Yeah, and create this folklore or this like stories. Yeah, it's pretty, well, like it's the, pretty amazing. The old hag who's also like known as a banshee. That's an interesting one because the banshee is a very specific character. Because it screams. A banshee is the one yeah, that I screams. Never, I never imagined a banshee as like a woman, like a human woman like i always pictured it more as like a safe folk yeah exactly of. exactly or the x character from x-men yes Insane. well yeah i don't know interesting to know though yeah we really do go off topic i know we got a critique on that and i was like oh well, oh well it's interesting it is interesting it's interesting so yeah guys i'm excited that like i said episode 20 is our next one yes we got you like i said we actually got I might actually have something prepared for that one Eh, whatever. <laughs> he didn't prepare. No, it goes perfectly well goes with my story. It goes hand in hand. With the fairy folk. And I know, like I said, I just, Newfoundland, it just, this is one, just one of many, many stories of Newfoundland. Oh, can you imagine? Because in Newfoundland, Labrador, you have St. John's, you have all these different yeah. islands around there. Not to mention all the shipwrecks. So yes. many shipwrecks. So many stories. So many stories. But yeah, we actually got, Beth and I are trying to do a setup to do an investigation at the Drummond Hill Cemetery. Yeah, in Niagara right. Falls. Yeah, you want to do that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about that one. Grace is super excited. I'm tagging along. She's just tagging along. <laughs> that stuff scares me still. I know. So <laughs> I'm excited, but we actually are going to be trying to set that up. So, And now, like I said, the summer is coming up. By the time we get to episode 20, we'll be in the full summer mode swing of things. Ooh. And, yeah, probably do some mini, like, little road trips here and there just to cool places just to uh get beth's toes wet in the paranormal <laughs> <laughs> just like sure 
We'll make sure we have bug suits and a lot of yeah. that. Grace is definitely more into the investigating, whereas I'm more like, tell me the specifics. Explain to me why it all smells like sulfur. Exactly. Why? Like, where? I'm like, where does it smell it? Point to it. I'll go to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just collect the sample off of you. I like to uh, get the stories and just go visit myself. I'm fascinated by the psychology behind it all. Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Absolutely. So we were talking before we came on the air about seances. Did I say it right this time? Yeah. And just seance, seance, as I like to call them. We call them seances. Yeah. So just the hysteria that goes into it, and how easy it is to be suggested. It's just it's fascinating. It's all the suggestion. Yeah. And I totally buy it. I'm like sick every time I go. But ten minutes later, I'm like, oh come on. Yeah. But in that moment. So listen to you guys go check our friend James White. He yes, has a great he's got show. Another one coming up. He is amazing. I'm not too sure. I think he said he has a seance coming. We're not too sure yet, but it's in the works of it. So we're waiting to hear from him. Once we find out, we will let you guys know. He does amazing mind reading shows too. It's pretty cool. The seance was totally awesome. That yeah, that was pretty incredible. Like I said, I went there. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be open minded. I'm going to accept for, and it was honestly, it was terrifying. It was amazing because you're not really you're just open up, but you're not too sure what to expect though. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I'm here for a seance. No, what happened after? I'm not going to disclose because you, it's hard yeah, to describe. It's Yeah, we won't, we won't ruin that for you. You just got to go be one of those people. Like my student who ruined the end of Endgame for me. We won't be those people. No. <laughs> We're not going to be dicks about that. So do like and review us, guys. Like I said, I cannot express. Anytime you guys do like us and review us, we go up and that means more traffic will get. Like if you get the more you guys us. do this, the more traffic we get for our podcast. Yeah. Yes. And... Like I said, if you have any stories that you would like us to cover. Yeah, or things you'd like to share, let us know. Or things you want me to stop doing. I don't know. Maybe. Don't tell me that. My self-esteem can't handle it. <laughs> I'm a green one teacher. My self-esteem either gets knocked down or really <laughs> brought high in a pencil. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. that being said, guys, thank you for listening. And we, guys, hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you guys on episode 20. Stay creepy, stay spooky, and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.